the Dirt Poor Podcast with Ben Davis Jr. and co-host Seth Coleman. Brought to you by Rowdy Smokehouse and recorded at the Back Row Studio.
All right. That was David Childers' Interstate Lullaby. He's going to be our guest today, and uh, that's one of my favorite tunes from the album of the same name. I am Ben Davis Jr. Um, I'm here to uh, share some of the, the ideas I have of who you might should know. And I'm sitting here looking at one of my favorite people in the whole world, the fearless. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't say fearless. Okay. I'm afraid of a lot of stuff. Footloose and fancy free. Uh, Seth Comer. Hey. Oh yeah. And uh, he's just one of the funniest people I know. Well, that's the the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me ever. Oh well, you know, I've I've heard it said many a time about you. So, but yeah, so we're co-hosts of this thing, and uh, we're really really excited to just share some uh, artists that we really like. Some from Seth's palette, some from yeah. mine, and and you know, sometimes we might not like the same stuff, and that's okay too. Yeah, that's fine. But we're here to share it with you, and hopefully you'll like it. Yeah. What's been going on, man? Oh, you know, just uh, life. You know, life just keeps on happening all the time. And, you know, that's uh, one thing I like, you know, I guess about life. And this whole thing is music. <laughs> I listen to a lot of music to kind of pertain to my life. Like, if something's going on, let's listen to that. Let's listen to something that makes me feel that. So there's a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of artists and musicians, a lot of people don't know about because they you know they just haven't heard them oh all. absolutely absolutely and and you know it's the summer of uh COVID-19 yeah very 2020 stressful. very very stressful Uncertain. the uncertainty is the worst absolutely it is very very uh, you know you, you never felt so uncertain in your life I get pretty frustrated with the folks that uh talk about it being a hoax uh, I just had a friend of mine his aunt passed away and uh it's very real. It's very, very yeah. real. It's affecting people all around us, and it won't be long until it affects us. I mean, yeah, I hear about more people I know having COVID-19 than when we were locked down, quote-unquote, if you could hear my air quotes, yeah. quoting as hard as I can, shut down, where it didn't really change anything. I just couldn't go to a some certain stores that were, you know, very, we were both essential workers. Yeah. Through and, the whole thing, which, you know, is what it is. But yeah. I mean, I remember when, uh, news articles started coming out and I would share it on Facebook. People would say, uh, you're fear mongering, um, and basically discrediting the whole thing. And now 125,000 people are dead and people are saying, uh, you're fear mongering and, uh, discrediting the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, like, you want know your fear mongering. It's pretty messed up, but on a lighter note, you know, we're starting this podcast and we're going to hopefully make a difference and maybe not in the coronavirus, but you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here, you know, above, above everything else. I'm just happy to be here in this room with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to be here too. You know, really, really happy just to be around at this moment in time. You know, it's just good to be here. I'm glad that you asked me to, to do this with you. I feel honored, you know, just to be hanging out with you and doing this stuff. I know we've been friends for a real, real long time. I'm not trying to, you know, play it up and be like, oh, my gosh, Ben Davis Jr. <laughs> asked me. But, I mean, I seriously, it's, it's awesome because, you know, we always hang out and talk about this stuff in our house. We've dreamed of it for a while. We've actually recorded uh, a whole episode of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then the file would not open. Um, no idea why. But yeah. uh, Jeremy Barker, who... Uh, runs Backrow Studios, and a whole network of podcasts has been kind enough to allow us his space and his equipment 
Thank you to launch this thing. Oh yeah, so incredible. And and I call him the Pod Father uh, <laughs> because he he really is. I mean, he's helping people all over this country, uh, maybe outside the country, do this exactly. He's getting them set up, and he has so much experience. Make sure you check out his shows on Twitter, Backrow Reacts, um, and he has uh, the Backrow Fantasy Show. There are a lot of, we're not really smaller, but branches off of that tree. It's no, pretty cool. I didn't realize he did all that stuff, you know. I just, He's a busy man. I don't I don't even really know him that well. <laughs> I just met him not too long ago, but he's really cool, and I'm like, yeah, this guy is awesome. And here we are drinking and his here, beer. Yeah. He <clears throat> he did not like this beer. Uh, yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, I could drink it. It's just not beer. It's raspberry, lime, and beer and all, all together, and the beer part is uh, cat piss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, so we're going to talk about David Childers, and we're going to talk to David Childers, and uh, I'm going to read a little bit from his bio here, um, and just going. talk a little bit about what he means to me as a singer-songwriter uh, and things like that. Singer-songwriter David Childers is the proverbial study in contradictions. A resident of Mount Holly, North Carolina, he's a former high school football player with the all shucks demeanor of a good old Southern boy, but he's also a well-read poet, a painter who cites. Chaucer and Kerouac. Chaucer. Chaucer, I know. I had to learn that just before he got here. <laughs> Chaucer and Kerouac as his influences. He fell in love with folk music and paintings such. He listens to jazz and opera, yeah. um, and he fed his family for many years by practicing law before turning in his license to concentrate on his creative passions. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. I mean, from my understanding, when he was practicing law, he was fighting for disability for for his client he was on the good side of it you know and that's cool too yeah yeah i mean at least it was trying to be like productive and helpful to people i mean there's a lot of lawyers that don't do that so much it's just all money and everything like that well the the legal profession's loss is certainly our gain he's an incredible songwriter and it's made him a favor of fans and fellow artists including charlotte north carolina neighbors the avett brothers Scott Avett is on uh, his Run Skeleton Run album, and then also he played in a band called the Over Mountain Men with Bob Crawford, who plays upright bass for the Avett Brothers, um, and that was really cool too, if you want to check that out. I found David through Pomeroy, Ohio's Big Ben Blues Bash. Um, It was about 2007. I was just a kid. I rode over there with my buddy Johnny Reister and his dad, and we walked up to the main stage, and there was this dude in a white t-shirt with an old beat up guitar and uh you know i didn't didn't know much about the the scene at all back then and i had never been to pomeroy before it was my first time oh really yeah and uh what happened after that was he took the stage with his band the modern dom wands and it blew my mind um i remember afterwards we were standing beside the stage waiting for them to get off because we were just so enamored and wanted to talk to every member of that band. Um, it was Mark Lynch on bass. He had Randy Saxon on guitar. He was shredding, played like a really old, it was called a Les Paul, but it was an SG. Yeah. You know, it was before. And he had like the first, the prototype for the Gibson robot tuner. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, they used to call him Master Shredder. Oh, dude, he just shreds. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Master Shredder, dude. He's always trying to fight turtles and stuff. <laughs> well, Randy Saxon was incredible. And then David's son, uh, Robert Childers, uh, back then they called him Babylon Bobby. Whoa. Yeah, he was. An, he's always been an incredible drummer still to this day. 
Um, they were a rip and roaring freight train of a sound, you know. They, it was it was wild. After their set, uh, you say seven years old. You were seven. Uh, it was two thousand seven. I was seventeen. Oh, 17. I was yeah. like, man, I, you have a, such a good memory for oh. a seven year old. No, no, no. Okay, I I I, I just messed up there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I was like, man. Well, we we met them. Um, the bass player gave me this tidbit. He said, if your bass uh, doesn't hang below your penis, then it's not low enough. Oh, uh, I play it wrong. Yeah, well, he was a uh, uh, rockabilly dude, uh-huh. and literally, I mean, I think his hair also, his, his bangs uh, hung down past his penis. But um, hmm. he was very, very, very kind to us, and they actually invited us to come watch their set at the Court Street Grill that night, which is my first time ever being there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I immediately fell in love. Because I was 17 years old, snuck into a bar, snuck hid in the corner, bar, yeah. uh, listened to David Childers and the Modern Dom Wands tear it up for three sets. And he, and it wasn't just David's original material. You know, it was a lot of really good classic rock. Um, and playing three sets. like Some good Bob he, Dylan stuff. He probably you know. has three sets worth of music. but it's Oh, he like, does. Yeah. There yeah, are albums but, that I haven't even heard. Uh, that you can't get your hands on. There are some very rare David Childers albums. Come on, David Childers, give us some of these albums. <laughs> he says Remasters. he's got some. I think there's one called Godzilla, and it's uh, online oh, for no. about seven hundred dollars. Oh my lord! Yeah, he said don't pay that. He has a couple somewhere. Um, wow! But that that night changed my life. Um, years later, on my first tour, I had a stop in Charlotte. Uh, I was playing at a place called Tommy's Pub, and I knew that David lived there. And I wasn't friends he with him. You lived at Tommy's Pub? No, in Charlotte. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, David actually, uh, I don't think I ever lived in a pub, you know, proverbially, yeah, whatever, yeah. How, as they say it. I mean, I guess I have for a little while. I have to. You yeah. know, we've all spent our time. The pub, actually. But that's, that's we can't talk about that. They're nope. not a sponsor. Nope. Um, we do need to talk about Rowdy's Barbecue real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, those wonderful people over there. Nathan Kitts, uh, he is sponsoring this show and they have probably the best barbecue in the southern ohio and then they also have uh some of the best live music they feature really great live music and i think that's going to get rolling eventually i'm not sure how soon uh, we're we're hoping things will safe, line up safe. oh he's been really safe oh, and he absolutely he has been uh taking this virus seriously and made me really proud he's taking great care of his employees and the community and uh we really appreciate Nathan and everything Rowdy's Barbecue does for us in the community. Uh, brisket chili, I just want to say that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's seasonal. That's the worst part about it. But, well, oh, man. There's a, a secret, a little bit of a hack that I've uh, come come to uh, find out. Uh, it was an accidental discovery, but Ooh. I had a little bit of the burn-ins. I, I always order the burn-ins because yeah. people don't want them for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, they're burnt-ins. I mean, it's it's cancer nuggets, and I love them. I smell uh, them. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. I will buy some like a half pound of burn-ins and then add that to my chili. So it's like you got the brisket that's already in there, uh-huh. and then you got the burn-ins in there. Hey. It's, it's a double brisket party. Double whammy. That's right. So Tommy's Pub, I invited uh, David on Facebook. I wasn't Facebook friends with him, but I invited him, and I said, David, uh, I'm playing in Charlotte. Will you please come to my show? And he said, yeah, I'll be there. And then the day of, he messaged me and said, I cannot come to your show. I apologize. I forgot that I have a show. Um, But why don't you come to the house? And I was like, holy crap. Even better. Yeah, like I've been listening to his music for years. I love it. He was a big influence. I've been covering his songs. And he invited me to his house. And I get there. He uh, invited me to sleep on his couch. 
Um, I, I didn't want to encroach, so I slept in my van underneath the shady trees, which were, it was just as pleasant. Uh, I was awakened in the morning by him playing a backpacker guitar outside on his porch, just singing songs and enjoying the nature, and that was wonderful. So since then, um, I've been fortunate enough to share the stage with him several times. He even played my house in Marietta, uh, nice. which was really fun. He stayed, and he, he liked he liked Hank, you know, my dog Hank. Well, I mean. Who can't? Yeah. Um, that's That's pretty much that. I mean, he's been really inspiring to me, very kind, uh, and he's such a— uh, He's got such a kind demeanor anyways, well-spoken and a gentle person. Um, I, I actually am, am nowhere near as familiar, obviously, with him uh, as you, but uh, I think actually how I was introduced to him or heard him at all was you playing his songs when you play out sometimes. It's yep. David Childers. And and I would hear people you know, say, have you heard David Childers? And I'd be like, yeah, but like honestly, like, I hadn't actually heard David Childers. I heard you playing his songs and stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I then listened to some of his stuff. I don't listen to it all the time. Um, it's really good stuff. Real, just, he's so good with his words. Honest. And yeah, yeah. And it just sounds good. My theory was, back in the day, if I played his songs and talked about him like he was the biggest star in the world, that people would believe that he was. Yeah, yeah. And I could win over people... You know, they would pay attention to the, what worked. I was singing. It worked. A lot of people, uh, I mean, he already had a following in Ohio. He's been playing in Ohio for many, many, many years. Uh, he actually told me that before he had gigs in North Carolina, he had to drive to Cleveland to get gigs. Nobody would book oh, him. Oh, wow. It's so, a long drive. It is, but he did it because he had a passion and, and he mm. wanted to make it happen. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of my friends, I've turned them on to him, and a lot of my friends have gotten to be around him, and every single one of us love him. So, we're going to talk about his new release. We're going to talk about uh, the effect that the pandemic's had on his uh, life. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, his charity work. We're going to talk about a lot of things, and uh, we're going to go ahead and try to get him on the phone right now. Hello. What's happening? Oh, just sitting in here in this studio. You recording this? I'm recording this. All right, I better behave. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? No, I'm moving from one. I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. That's real I'm good. Doing real well, actually. Awesome. Hope you are. Yeah, yeah. Everything's good here in Ohio. I mean, as as good as it can be with with the way uh, things are going. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, how's how's Mount Holly? Oh, uh, it's about the same problem as where you are. Yeah. I don't get out much. I I don't blame you. I go out the yard a lot. You know. But Linda and I will take a drive that every day. Just drive through town, kind of get out and put our heads a little bit. Yeah, well, that's that's a good thing to do. Definitely I mean, necessary. Yeah. Oh, and this is uh, uh my buddy Seth is on here. Uh, he's a co-host of this podcast. Hey, Hello, David. What what have you been doing to occupy your time? Well, I've been working around here a lot, and uh, I've been doing these uh, streaming shows on the weekends, three or four a weekend, and uh, painting a lot, reading a lot. I've been managing to stay pretty busy. Good. That's real good. I've I've yeah, noticed yeah, that you've yeah, been... my exercise about every day, and then uh, I usually end up taking a nap every afternoon. So. Well, I do that when so I, I have get time up too. Early. I, I get up real early and uh, got a different schedule, but I really I like. I, I've noticed that you've been painting uh, a lot more of those luchadors. 
Well, people like those, you know, it's like skeletons. Eh? Oh, yeah. I did a few more of them. Well, I've still got they the one uh, I picked up from you hanging in my house. That's one of my favorite favorite possessions. Oh, the one with the gold. I think it's kind of gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was looking, I was wondering who had that. Yep, I've okay. got her. I can't see that. <laughs> Talking about your um, live stream, uh, you've, you've been doing a lot for charity. Uh, I noticed that you've been raising money for No Kid Hungry. Um, how how did you find that organization, and what's the feedback been like? Well, I haven't had any feedback. Um, I do, yeah, I do one of those basically on Sunday morning. Yeah, the other ones I, I, is my, for my other charity, which is me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure that guess, you've been affected by the loss of income from not playing shows. Yeah, this is uh, the streaming has uh, has made up for that. Man, it's really been pretty, pretty damn good you know, as far as money. But um, I'm always amazed, you know. But the thing with No Kids Hungry, I just, I was doing one of those shows. I guess it was a Sunday morning. I just said, I'm going to do a show. And then I'm setting it up. It said, you know, raise money. And I punched that and then couple things came up. I saw that one. I just kicked it. But, um, you know, I, don't, I think we probably, I probably, people probably paid, you know, a couple thousand dollars. And, uh, that's great. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. And I'm, it good. You know, I add a little bit every week. I was doing that here in uh, my hometown at the uh, local coffee shop. But uh, none of the local people would come out. You might have some folks from Charlotte. You know. Yeah. That was for the community relief, you know, helping poor folks get stuff to eat and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, at the at the start of the pandemic, uh, and and the uh, stay at home orders and all of that things, when when our work got canceled, uh, you released an EP called "Stay Safe." Oh yeah, the record label did that. Yeah, yeah, those were ones that didn't get all the run, skeleton run. And, um, yeah, not cause of the, any lack of quality. Right. But the better having, you know, the right number of songs. And, uh, I still look at albums like, you know, the way I always did. It's a, a unit. It's not just one song. It's a collection. And I, I like to see a theme now, theme run through it. Absolutely. Or at least it's not a theme, some kind of uh, connect and uh, tune, or I guess called a reprise. Yeah. There's certainly lyrical references that run back and forth. Well, and uh, I don't know how the hell they work. I, just, <laughs> I know they develop, they, they just kind of uh, create themselves. I definitely noticed that. But those, those songs, I think there's four of them, aren't there? Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah, and uh, they just weren't ones that, that we chose to be on the record. Well, uh, the Interstate Lullaby record uh, definitely has a theme. It's it's it tells a story, and uh, it's you know I know that you cite Dylan a lot as a, a huge influence, and and I can definitely hear that in there. It's that's I think well, some of your best good work. To hear. It's it's. You know, I, I've always been. Everybody loves Room Twenty Three, but this album is maybe my favorite that you've put out. 
that I've gotten to hear. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I know that the virus came out, uh, you know, came at an inopportune time for the promotion and uh, for you to support the record. It, it didn't really work out the way that you'd hoped. Well, it worked out the way that it did. Um, absolutely. I didn't, you know, I had people who were uh, very excited about uh, that record, and um, you know, it was a, you know, some energy going with it, but. It's just not what happened, so hell, I ain't gonna cry with spilled milk. No, no. Yeah, you know, the record's there. It's a good record, and it is a good people record. will listen to it. It's very, very, very. I don't good. believe in any of that stuff. You know, it's like, you know, we were supposed to go to Philadelphia and play a non-commercial radio conference, and uh, something about Steve Earle was gonna play after we did, but you know, I'm just none of that shit's real until it happens. Exactly. And, uh, I don't ever take it for granted, and um, I've certainly got enough blessings in my life, a lot of enough good stuff that, um, you know, I, don't, I just don't feel my life regretting it. Absolutely. It's a really good outlook to this have. This is a real interesting, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I have this energy about me now. Um, I guess the isolation is good for me, but, um, you know, I'm a lot more relaxed, uh, like my body, my body's healed up, and uh I just feel feel a lot more grounded right now. And you know how it is driving all over the damn place. Oh yeah, it it, it gets old. Getting ready for shows. It, it's. I love it. I mean, I'm not bitching. I I go back to assume it's it's pretty demanding. It is. I mean, I I had to buy a special uh, butt cushion, you know, for sciatica. Yeah. Because uh, I have issues with my back, and you know, you do 14 hours in a day, or even five hours in a day, it, it, it gets to you. Well, I quit uh, getting massages, and uh, I was going to a chiropractor every week, and I quit just because I didn't want to get fired. But yeah. I don't need it. You know, I'm not, I'm not having that kind of soreness. That's great. Or pain. So, you know, I just take what I got, and, uh, you know, faith deals a lot of shitty hands to people, and... Uh, the hand I got dealt is not a bad one, and um, you know it's like cash cab when you reach your destination, you got cash. Absolutely. They run. Absolutely. Don't do the video count. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have recently uh, started performing again, and 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 it's it's real worrisome. It's it's exactly what you think it would be like, uh, like nothing ever happened, and and folks don't wear masks. What an idiot. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's why I'm not doing it. I don't blame you. When do you expect to be able to do that again? Well, it's going to be a hell of a long time. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and see, I was getting ready. I was I was thinking, you know, seriously about booking some gigs. And I talked to uh, the record label, Dolph Ramsour, and I talked to some other people that had gone out and played, like you just told me. And even venue... Uh, owner told me that it's just impossible to get people to do what they're supposed to be doing. Well, and I mean, we could be playing like we, we could play live music. We could. You, you really could. We could get, be doing shows where people distance and they wore masks. But people ain't going to do that. I mean, it's uh, when it got politicized, we lost our chance. To, to beat this place. Oh, absolutely. So we could all be getting back 
I mean, we can all be going out and getting ready to play again uh, if people had just done what the fuck they were supposed to do. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I feel exactly the same way, and it's it's hard for a business owner to police all of the, the regulations. I mean, uh, one, they want to make money, and two, they want to protect their staff, and they want to protect themselves, but they also don't want to have a bunch of grown toddlers acting a fool in there. That's yeah, that's true. So is that is that what you experienced when you went out twice? Yeah, it's been it's 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 been difficult. I actually um, I've been a few. I played two gigs. Uh, one was pretty good, and the other one was really dangerous. And uh, I, I I feel bad about it. I I feel a little bit of uh, uh, guilt for going out and then drawing people out of their homes to come see me. And I. The, the folks that have been taking this seriously, they showed up and then they went home because they saw what a shit show it was. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising. Why don't you do the uh, streaming shows? Well, actually, I've been booking uh, shows on Zoom. Um, I just played one this afternoon for Jay Johnson up there in Streetsboro. Good. Yeah, he told me to tell you hi. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. So, all right, you just did it, shot it into his place. Yep, I just played played uh, at my buddy's record shop while they were closed because I don't have internet at home. I live out in the in the boonies, and uh, so I I went into town and sat in his record shop and and played for Jay and his friends on Zoom, and that was actually a really great experience. I made a little money, you know. That's cool. That's really great. Absolutely, and I didn't have to drive three hours to see Jay. You know that that's the other thing. I love Jay. Yeah, I, I, that trip's kind yeah, of a bear. That's a long ass drive. <laughs> it is, it is. How, how well, stuff been? Have you been able to keep in touch with uh, everybody in the band? Yeah, but I really the only one I have, uh, I haven't seen any of them except Robert, my son. Right. Since the middle of March. Well, Corey, <laughs> Corey brings something to me. Yeah. Periodically. He leaves it outside, and I leave him somewhere. Well, that's, that's... We wave at each other through the window. <laughs> that's the way. Yeah, you're going to have to get you a drive through put in. It's good you're using the uh, the new, <laughs> the old milk method. Like, he, he brings you milk, and you just say, you know. Yeah. That's cool. Absolutely, the milkman. <laughs> uh, well, I, it's good to hear that you're keeping in touch with him, for sure. I, I... Now, there's a... We would have to rehearse. I think, I think it would take... Uh, a bit of time to get back to what we had going because we were really tight there at the end. And we were making some really good music. A lot of fun. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that. And I don't doubt we could. I don't doubt that we could, you know, get it back again. But oh, I sh- I'm sure you can. I mean, that's that's probably the best combo that you've had. I mean, I, I'm not discrediting the Don Juans, but you, you've got a good group of musicians with you now. And oh man, yeah, all these guys. All these guys are really, really good musicians. They've got their heads in the right place. Uh, when you started playing with them, you put out the uh, the Serpent of Reformation album, and uh, that one was it. It was a little bit outside of what I was familiar with with your sound. It had a little bit of industrial or uh, electronic influence. Uh, where, where did that come from? Well, that's an unusual record. I had uh, very little to do with making it. Okay. Uh, I wonder why my name's on the David. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm serious. That's one of those record label things. I got um, you. Robert, Robert Childers and uh, 
guy named Neil Harper uh, did that record. They had a studio in a house. It was Neil's house. And, uh, you know, they'd stay up all night recording. It was like, um, you know, real old school. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know what all the hell was going in there, but, you know, they would call me up and say, why don't you come over about 8 o'clock? We want you to play this one song. And I'd do that. And, uh, spent very little time there. Um, and I'd just come do these things and then they would, you know, play for me what they had. And it was just amazing. It was really fun. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. It's, it's a different feel from the rest of your catalog, but I really enjoy it. Uh, and I, I, yeah, for you, and there's only, there's only 500 of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I doubt that will ever even be, uh, released again because, uh, it was just weird. Um, there was some weirdness in the, uh, just the business end of it. It's a wonder that it ever got out. It's a credit for Ramsell Records that, uh, that they put it out. But, um, if you knew all the circumstances. Oh, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it would tell you how much Dolph believes in, uh, believes in that music. Well, that, that record really is like a lot of people. I think I'm involved. I either wrote every song. Every song I either wrote or I play on. Yeah. Or I do slim a little bit on. Sodom and Gomorrah. That was a that was a fun recording. It, I I just I liked all the sounds. I liked the uh, uh, cicadas. That that was really cool. It was just a, Andy Dorbum did that. Oh, it was so cool. I mean, I, it's 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 actually a really it's an eerie sounding recording, and it's also kind of soothing. Um, I I really I enjoy you playing it with your acoustic guitar. You know, like I do every other song. Uh, but that was a really cool recording. I, uh, yeah, Andy Goldbun, he did that one, and, uh, he did another song, uh, Altar of Greed. That was on one of the old Mountain records. He's okay. a pretty unique artist. He's that out in Los Angeles. But, uh, he's from this area. In fact, he painted my house a few years ago. Uh, oh, wow. Now he's kind of like a cult figure. Well, I need to. I'm gonna to have to look into him more. You said Andy Dorbum. Yeah, Andy Dorbum. Okay, I'll check check him out for sure. Well, uh, I'm I'm running out of questions and running out of time. But uh, is there anything at all that you want to say to your fans or just to the general populace? Well, man, there's a lot of people out there that have been so supportive, and I just want them to uh, know how much I appreciate them. I keep doing the. I started doing these shows online with um, I didn't know what I was doing it was just kind of like try and see and uh, I quickly saw that people wanted music and that's why I'm doing it I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with it but I want them to know how that much I appreciate it absolutely uh, you got to know some really good folks up there the present company included <laughs> and um yeah, and I, and I look forward to getting back up that way. Yeah, we'll we'll reschedule that uh, barbecue gig. We'll reschedule that Rowdy's barbecue. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it happen when it sounds right. Got a good governor up there, my 
Mike, you're wanting he's trying to do the right thing. He is, absolutely. He is, yeah. He's he's made us all real proud. Well most of us. They're, they're yeah, awesome. I'm, you know, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Republicans, but he's impressive. He is. I mean, uh, he's he's doing his job so well. He's receiving death threats, and 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 people are still right. They're still camping outside threats. his house. You know, uh, so he's doing a good job. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, he's bigger than that. We got one like that, dude. We got a good one down here. But all I'm saying is, we're gonna get through this shit. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna do it because of uh, anybody but ourselves. Right. We just gotta try to be. Uh, so, man, you, you keep it in the road and don't do anything stupid. Um, don't risk your health out there, man. I'm serious. I understand. I, I'm I'm doing my best. I'm I'm trying to play it safe the best I can and, and keep my friends and family safe, and that's the most difficult thing. Um, it's 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 hard, you know. I'm I'm my my love language is uh, hugging and and handshakes, and and it's just not. It's not possible right now. Oh man, I I, I kiss people. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I kiss people, and it's like, oh man, I can't even kiss my friends no more. It's it's. I know. I'm, I'm I'm getting a lot of. That it, it is a hard thing to get from. I'm bound with people now. I feel like a karate bound. Well, that's that's a good. Man, thing. it'd be hard to be a young young person out there and want to get laid. I mean, <laughs> full body condoms. I, mean, I got my wife because you know. So I don't, yeah. She took good too. Well, I just I have uh, stayed away from most people in general, and uh, especially intimacy. Our, the New York governor had to lay out specific guidelines for uh, acts that were unsafe, and uh, it got a little little vulgar. Really? <laughs> yeah, something about uh, uh, no mouth to anus. <laughs> no ATM. <laughs> Well, yeah, no wonder people going crazy. I know, I know. <laughs> and you can't do that. What can you do? <laughs> well, hey David, man, what was that John? What was that John C. Riley show? Oh, we were watching. Check it out. Check it out with Steve yeah. Brule. Check it out. Yeah, make sure you find that. Uh, if if you want, I can actually. Uh, I'll I'll hook you up with a link for it. That way you can watch it because. Man, it just got better and better too. I had just yeah, yeah, gave I'll, away my extra I DVD. Want you to do this. <laughs> All right. I know you got to go, bro. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, I love you, bro. too. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So uh, that was David. That was David. Uh, this is our first time doing this kind of thing, and the quality might not have been there. But, hey, we're, we're going to get better. Uh, Jeremy advised me that uh, Zoom and things like that work a little better. Um, Skype, anything that uses the Internet for voice uh conversation works a little better so we'll, we'll try that with future interviews but we'll see how this sounds see if we can clean it up a little bit um well um we're gonna go ahead and and finish this up uh we do want to say if you want to be featured on this podcast uh email us at dirtpoorpodcast at gmail.com um send you know submissions via link uh music submissions or if you'd like to have an interview with us uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'd be more than happy to have you on here. We do have, uh, I think, three or four shows lined up after this, and one I'm really excited about is Cutler Station. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about that too. Their uh, new album, speaking of meat, uh, Meet No Sides. Yeah, Meet No Sides. Yeah. Burn ends. <laughs> well, no sides. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I appreciate you meeting me here, Seth, and and we're gonna hey, do this again. Pleasure. Very very soon. Pleasure. And uh, we'll we'll hopefully incorporate a little more of your voice. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely will. I, I mean, during the just normal conversation stuff, like you know, I could definitely talk and everything. But when it comes to the interviews, I mean, I mean, you got it going on with that. And if you know, I, I could put my two cents in where it needs to be. But sometimes silence Please do. is golden. Please do. Oh, I will. I will more. But well, David, David was talking a lot. He's a good I, talker. He, yeah, he was a good talker, and he talked a lot. I just liked the sound of his voice. Me too. He sounded like uh, an uncle. I wish I had. Like molasses pouring out of a jar. Yeah, molasses. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and close out this show with uh, uh, a track from Interstate Lullabies called "Country Interlude." I am the Dirt Poor Troubadour, Ben Davis Jr. And I am just Seth Colmer. Just Seth. Just Seth. I wonder if that, that handle's taken on Twitter. Oh, I probably. That's it. Take care. Love you.